What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Yo, what up? What's up, Kay? What's up, man? How are you? Um, you know, I'm doing well. Doing good, very good, well. good, 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 good. And, um... So E's on his way. Uh, if you don't hear his voice for a little bit, that's because he's he's going to be in a bit uh, on the show. But for now, we we do have a guest this time around. Um, this gentleman has he's an author. He's a multi dimensional content creator. Um, has focused his efforts, at least the things I've seen around fatherhood, uh, and has some has some history with. Uh, one of the big media companies. I'll leave it at that in case he doesn't want to share. But um, he, he, I don't know. We'll, we'll get right into it. But this man's name is Esteban Serrano. Uh, and most recently, and you tell us the deal, but I saw um, Rap Dads is one of uh, the vehicles that you're, you've created. And it has some affiliation with Sway's Universe and got some really cool guests and stuff. So definitely want to talk more about it. But yeah, man, welcome to the pod. Listen, thank you so much for having me. Like, I remember release week for Rap Dads. I think it was maybe an hour or two after, you know, we started rolling out content. And um, you guys hit me up. Regardless of the numbers, regardless of anything else, the fact that I'm talking on this pod with you guys was the highlight, has been the highlight of Rap Dads for me so far. I got to admit that off the bat. Damn. Y'all well, been well, doing it, man. You've well, been putting you. in the work. It's been amazing content that you guys have been sharing, amazing platform for, for fathers. And, you know, I'm happy to to contribute my flavor to this space. But I got to acknowledge the fact that y'all been holding it down. I appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, no, no, it's much appreciated. And we, 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 uh, you know, we like to come at it from, you know, instead of a space of competitiveness, like this is such kind of a sacred space and there's not a lot Absolutely. of us out here who like care about it as much, you know? So, Thanks. so for us, I mean, you know, even there's, there's been other folks who've had, you know, pods and, and things that are centered around this and we've always extended and, you know, probably we're, we're, we're all stronger together. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and to that, it's also like a greater mission, right? I think and we'll get into the reasons why you do what you do, but I, I, I would venture to, to bet it's along the same lines where we're trying to improve uh, a path for the next generation, the kids we're raising Absolutely. today 
to be in a much better situation. And and we believe having a strong foundation when it comes to your parents, particularly on the father's tip, is <laughs> on the father's tip. Unintended. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Um, it, it's going to make it a, a much better experience. And and frankly, like for me, as as a, a self-proclaimed dad entrepreneur, like uh. you are not going to have society evolve for the better if you don't have strong foundational roots and I, I i say we as men lack that more so than women on average and mm-hmm. so the work that we're doing collectively i feel like is contributing to the benefits of fathers to do better word and i i, I started my i started rap dads one because um i wanted to leave a wealth of of knowledge and information for my sons in the case, God forbid, I'm not around to usher them into that phase of their lives. But also, if I could share and impact whoever is on the other side, you know, the father that is raising my son's significant other, then we're only making, you know, everyone better at the end of the day. So, you know, there's layers and layers of why, you know, this is such an important, um, you know, topic. And I'm glad that, you know, we are here doing the work. Absolutely. What's up, E? How you feeling, bro? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? What up, Damn, what you up? sick? Yo, you sick again, <laughs> B? Bro, I'm struggling, man. I'm struggling. Ouch. Struggling. Yo. My son was sick. Uh, Monday didn't go to school. Tuesday didn't go to school. I'm with him, you know. And my son is mad, passionate. Like, he's he's very, you know, he, he's, he has a cariñoso, yeah. what we say in Spanish. So he likes to hug, and he gets really close. And I'm like, I'm not going to turn him away. You know nah. you're gonna get it. You already know right. it. You're gonna get um, it. You're once like, it's infiltrated the crib, it's it's everybody's. Yeah. <laughs> they only share that. Yeah. So yeah, I got I got it right after that, and and the rest has been uh, downhill from there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so we'll talk we'll talk about that in a sec because I know I know you got yeah. some uh some updates on some shit that's going down. See, I, I don't yeah. want to over dramatize it. It's just life shit. We'll talk about, but um. So Esteban, you let's talk a little bit about rap dads. I know that's the the latest thing that you're into, but actually, let's let's go back in time a little bit. Um, you, you mentioned you got three kids. Can you sure. break that down for us, like age wise, yep. all together? Like what what's the makeup and the dynamic? Yeah, man. So I have a 19 year old. He'll be 20 in two weeks. Uh, a oh. uh, 20 year old. My God. Um, got an he's adult a, there. You know what I'm saying? He's a sophomore at Drexel right now, and he is my wife's son. But since we've been together, you know, I've I've known him his whole life, and I've stepped into the role of of, of a parent in his life when he was two years old. Mm-hmm. So that's Joe. My um, middle son is my clone. That's Esteban, <laughs> as many me. He's 16, and my youngest son is Mikhail, and he's 13. Oh, Ooh. Yeah, all right. So you stepped into that your eldest Joe. You said right. Yep. His hey, real, hey, real, real quick. How does yeah. your wife feel uh, being the 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 only woman in the <laughs> in the scene? Like, does she get ganged up on in terms <laughs> of like everyone? <laughs> no, nah, bro. My okay. wife is funny. My wife is is the smallest person in the crib. Yeah. Everyone has surpassed her. She's uh she's five one, but she's the queen bee, bro. Like you, you know, we we all 
we all try to rally, it, it don't work. Like, you know what I mean? Mommy is running things. That that's, that's like good. my in my house when I was growing up. My mother's like barely touching five feet. But yo, in a quick minute, the chancleta will come at your face, <laughs> a broomstick will fly out of nowhere. Like Word. you're not you're not stepping mm-hmm. no, over no boundary with her. Not at all. So you came into Joe's life at his, mm-hmm. he was age two. Yep. If you don't, I mean, if you're comfortable sharing, like how old were you at that time? Oh man, that's a great. I was 22. Okay, I yeah, figured about you were 22 years old. I figured you were what we would consider mad young these days Baby. to have a kid. <laughs> yes. And so, sure. how was that for you? That transition from having no kids right. to getting into f- first getting into a relationship with someone that you knew already had a kid, and then accepting the responsibility to become that child's father. It was wild difficult for me because I grew up with an amazing father. So, you know, my father's philosophy, my father is the only, was the only father in my neighborhood. Growing up, he was the only present active father in my entire neighborhood. So when I grew up, my, my friend's mothers would come to my house with their sons and try to get my father to parent them like discipline them even, you know, my dad obviously would never put his hands on anybody else's kid, but that showed, you know, how he took to all the kids in the neighborhood. Like I would come home from school sometimes and there would be, my friends would already be sitting on my step um, and they'd be talking to my dad. Like my dad was the neighborhood's father. So it wasn't hard for me to jump into that role and, and being his father. The The challenge for me was not stepping on his father's toes and making sure that um i didn't feel like i was overpowering or overshadowing you know his biological father but um he lived with me so i had to father him daily where you know there's certain things that you see on a daily basis that you need to address or correct or or you know bring up or parent so I had to find that dynamic. And what really helped me do that was my wife, man, she straight up told me, she was like, either you're going to be his father or he won't have one. Wow. Mm. And so, right. That's, I mean, what am I going to say to that? You know? So from that moment on, it was like, all right, I'm not going to treat him. Not like he's not mine. I'm going to, I'm going to father. him. And then from that point on, you know, it's been that. And we have an amazing, you know, relationship. Um, you know, that's that's my boy. That's my first and my, you know, for me, that's my firstborn. That's my that's my oldest. That's my baby boy for real. Did, How, did how's he, his relationship with his father, his biological? Does they have, have a relationship. Yep. He see he would see his dad on weekends at times. Um, his father moved uh about an hour and a half, two hours away. So it's it wasn't as frequent. But um, and they have a you know a great relationship. They talk you know all the time. Um, but it was hard because you know I'm in my household with him every day, so I have to you know I have to be the one that's kind of the the boots on the ground. Um, you know, so that that was the a full time. You're the full time. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I was just like, look, if he's here, he's mine, and I'm going to yeah. do you know what what a father does, you know, and that's what it is. Did he feel any kind of way when your when your middle child was born? 
No, because um, we made him we we made him a part of the process that's one thing that 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 we did really well like when when we were pregnant with our second son our oldest son we hyped him up we were like yo you're going to be a big brother you know what are you going to teach your, your your little brother you know you got to you got to lead him you know so and they're best friends you know right now mm, and dope. um yeah and it's ill because my my young my middle son Esteban again he's he's my clone he, I, re, I came in the kitchen one day when they were really young. I think they were like six and three. And Joe was crying. And I walked in. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And Minnie was like, he told, Minnie told him that he was adopted. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, he said, I'm adopted. I'm like, Joe, you were here before him. Like, why are you even <laughs> listening to this guy? Like, but yeah, they, they have a great relationship. <laughs> I can, I can relate on, on many levels. So I came into my eldest daughter. She's 16. I came into her life when she was almost four. Um, and for me, so I was older than you, but I didn't have that example. So it sounds mm. like for you having your father as the neighborhood's dad set the tone for how you would kind of fall into those shoes. For me, I was, I was, yeah, I was, in my early thirties and I, my ego mm -hmm. became a really challenging part of me entering her life in a, in a fair way. And I would, I, I remember like, not that I would pick fights with a four-year-old, but I would let shit fester or, or like bug me about her figuring out how to accept me in her life. Right. Like, you know, for instance, like a kid, a little kid would be like, I don't know. I don't like you. Right. It's very easy right. for them to say some shit like they don't know oh, what yeah. the fuck they're saying. They're like, they're You're not my best friend anymore. Right. Like, like <laughs> right. Little, little stuff like that. And I, my immature ass would like take that shit to heart. And, you know, I wouldn't react to her, but I would hold on to that. And then You're I, petty, I, I, Manny. You hella petty. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I can't say I am now, but I was. I love it. Um, and I remember how much learning she taught me, right? She taught me a whole mm. lot. I, I, I refer to her as my training wheels in this parenting thing because the, the way it was introduced to me, I knew consciously I was making the decision to be, to accept that role. Right. But I didn't have any real understanding of how much growing up I needed to do in order to be the right kind of father for her. Oh, so, so it's something that I'm always, and you know, it took a long time for me to really like adjust, but I was able to just let go of me and then really just be about her. And that, I think that was one of those like blessings almost because that opened up the opportunity for us to have another child and then finally our third, but it took a few years for us to kind of find the rhythm together. So it doesn't sound like you had a similar kind of difficulty in your, in your journey. Yeah, nah, not at all. But that's you, you make bring up a great point. Like fatherhood to me, I always describe it as a mirror. Like it's going to show you things about yourself that you you maybe didn't know that, you know, was a shortcoming or, you know, things about yourself that you don't like. But when you see it reflected, you know, in either an interaction with someone that you care about and that you love or you see yourself in this other person, like it's it's one of the greatest character builders 
of all time. And us as men, you know, real men, we step into that and we want to be better. Like we see it and it irritates us that, you know, we feel this way or we react a certain way. So like fatherhood is, is dope just because of that, if nothing more. Did you find yourself in, cause I've, I've had some friends in the past and they've been in situations where, you know, the, their significant other, their lady are, has a, has a child and, and it's a, and it's a boy. And then, and then there becomes some weird kind of jealous dynamic of competing for affection because, you know, it's basically two guys. <laughs> right. Um, and it, and it always seemed a little bit different when the you know the child is a girl. It didn't seem to be that same level of kind of affection competition going on. Did you find yourself even subconsciously in that zone? No, I didn't because I understood that when Joe is around us, it's about him. It's not about me. And you know, he was at an age where he was two where he and Joe's always been somewhat of an independent type of guy like you know he'll he'll play or hang out with us but he'll be in his world but but in our space like he doesn't he didn't need to be between us or or kind of get um in the mix and then obviously you know he's going to bed at eight you know after eight o'clock it's just it's just the two of us so I didn't have those struggles with him I had those struggles with my younger two because Ooh. They want to rub it in your face that they over here kissing mommy and look at me. I'm with mom. She's my woman. Like we would, you know, we would get into it. But with me and Joe, it's cool. It's weird that way. <laughs> it's the ones you know closest, right? Facts. <laughs> uh, so you guys, you had Joe. Did you always know you wanted to have more kids? Was Joe? It, here's Manny. Like, this is Manny's way. Manny wants <laughs> yeah. everybody he wants to have, you to have like six more five kids. or six yeah. kids. <laughs> why? Why is the number? Why Manny's is the number like, not so ten? So when's the next one right. coming? Wild. <laughs> no, um, I I knew we wanted to have more kids. I didn't think that we wanted to have a lot. Um, I knew we wanted at least another kid so we had many and he was you know it was a boy so my wife's like i want a girl and just for you guys for you to understand my older sister has two boys my younger sister just had her first boy in december cat hmm. my wife's sister has four boys oh shit. So it's surrounded with no <laughs> girls in in our general in their generation from you know from us yet so, you know, my wife was trying for a girl. My sister-in-law was trying for a girl. It just didn't pan out that way. But after three, I'm like, boom, I'm tapping out. Like, you know, this is too expensive. <laughs> You're getting a team together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, five. Well, so you, don't, you don't want yeah. five. Okay, so, right. <laughs> Manny, when are you going to lead through example, man? Like, what's up? <laughs> right. oh, I'm, I'm putting bids in every week. My wife's just uh, denying them all. Jeez. Man. All right. So, so, so what sparked, I guess, not the desire, but what, what's to be focused because it's not an everyday thing that, you know, you, you run into folks and it's like, I'm really passionate about, you know, bringing to light positive ideas and nature and, you know, right. about, about fatherhood and parenting, you know, I, I, people who have kids. Yeah. Everyone kind of uh, in their own mind wants to be good at what they do and, be a good parent but but it's a different thing to try to you know put this out to the masses and, and really nice. have it as a as a calling so so when did that start for you 
Yeah. Um, so for me, you know, just to, to backtrack, I, I'm a, I've been a television uh, producer um, at MTV, uh, Atlantic Records, BET, a lot of places for 20 years now. Okay. All right. And the reason that I wanted, first of all, I fell in love with hip hop when I was born, when I was a baby, baby, baby. I fell in love with hip hop. When um when I figured out what I wanted to do career wise, I needed it to be rooted in hip hop. And I hated, hated, hated the way hip hop was portrayed in media. It was a scapegoat. It was, you know, misogyny. It was violent. It was all of these things that it was only 10 percent of. Right. And the rest of it, it was ignored. But the 10% was magnified, and that was because media controlled the narrative. So I wanted to always wanted to be a part of a positive reflection in hip hop throughout my career, you know, everywhere I went. When I became a father, and again, I was young when when it happened, um, you know, it's just like, you know, you become a dad, you start recognizing other dadness. Mm -hmm. So I would see artists with their kids. I would see, you know, the way that they they hung out um and I would I never saw that portrayed in media. I never saw that spoken of in media. Not even like Father's Day. No one cared about rappers and hip hop when it <laughs> came to fatherhood, but you know what I saw behind the scenes where these people were so dedicated, intentional, passionate about being fathers. I'm like, this has to be platform. We have to show this in some way, you know, shape or form. So, you know, that was why it was a mixture of me becoming a dad and then recognizing all of the dads in the in the hip hop space and community. Then when I, I, I transitioned from a producer to being on air talent when I was at Fuse. Um, and so my icebreaker, anytime I would be interviewing a rapper who I knew was a dad. That would be my like off camera icebreaker and they would light up and they would want to talk about that. And, you know, you know, I asked Wiz Khalifa, you know, I think his son Bash was was just a, a couple months on, on, on almost a year old. I'm like, yo, how many times have you been peed on? And he, you know, oh, yeah, I got peed on all the time. It's good for your skin. Like, you know, that that was it was a funny thing. But only us dads know that, you know, when you're changing the diaper, you, it might go off on you. You know what I'm saying? So, um. Yeah, man, I've I felt like it needed to be shared, and there's not enough community uh, sharing of knowledge for us for men. Women have a ton. There's tons of mom groups and books and podcasts and all types of 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 things for them, and rightfully so. It should be because that's a really tough role. But you know, we got a tough role as well. So I definitely wanted to to throw my my uh, hat in the ring for that. And I, I think also in hip hop, the the macho bravado of not showing that side of yourself was always there. And it's it's also a big thing in entertainment as a whole. Like people didn't, you know, men didn't show their, themselves, you know, having wives and having girlfriends and having relationships and having kids. And in hip hop, that was even more of a problem. And I think that's that, the, yeah, that's why it's so needed that that all of us do this stuff because it's it's just something that's that's under you know it needs to be magnified to the masses to show us in all of our light all the hip-hop is good bad and ugly you know what i'm saying and there's a lot of right. good that isn't exposed there's another For aspect sure. to it too that i think leans into the machismo aspect of just the nature of guys right where asking for help 
is is almost never an option. Right. right? Like you, if, especially when you think about like a man when they transition into fatherhood, now it's like this this king of a kingdom sort of mentality, right? And then you're like, yo, I know what's good for my family. You don't tell me shit. I don't want to, I don't even want to know how you get down because it's not relevant for what I'm trying to do with my family. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we can do as men because right. the Fatherhood's podcast and probably Rap Dads in a lot of ways too is probably on the same wavelength, which is like, yo, we're going to expose points of view, right? And we're going to yes. talk about some mistakes we make and how we atone for those sins and things Absolutely. we learn and oh shit moments yeah. where, yo, I didn't Our know Our vulnerabilities. That. Yeah. And yeah, from man. those, and, and you, I mean, when we look at like our DMs and just random people that we run into and, and they, they, that resonates, right? Oh, that tells man. you how big a lack there is of us, A, being open enough to accept those kinds of um, uh, points of view, but yeah. being able to seek them, I think is really important. Yeah, man. You nailed it for sure. And we learn a lot more from our failures than we do from our successes. So if we're not brave enough to share our failures then a lot more people are going to fail that didn't need to, you know, had we, you know, put it out there. And, you know, that that is more so reflected in the book that I wrote, um, Ten Dad Commandments, Fatherhood Through the Lens of Hip Hop. Um, I wrote this book and dropped it Father's Day last year. And in it is just chronicles of failure. <laughs> it's just mad failure because, you know, again, if my goal and my mission is to be the best version of myself so that I can be the best father for my kids, then I needed to fail so that I knew where, you know, to shore up. And then I just hey, wrote it in the book. Tell tell us one of you, one of your biggest failures that led to like the, the best learning experience that has helped you make yeah. a change. One of my biggest failures, man was um i'll never forget this day i was in the car with my middle son with my clone and he was basically confessing and 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 confiding in me that he was suffering from depression Mm. wow and he at the time he was maybe 13 or 14 years old okay and i didn't hear none of that all I was telling this kid was, man, what are you talking about? You got the best life ever. You know, uh, you do this and this. Who? No one does this. And, and he was basically, and he said these words. He's like, I'm sad for no reason. Like, I don't know why. And shit. it was such a pouring, a crying out for help, man. And I'm there trying to convince him otherwise, you know? And then later on, maybe a couple of days later, my wife, you know, we're, we're talking. She goes, you know, Many, we call him many. He's like many suffering from depression. We got to get him to see someone. And then it dawned on me at that moment that he had tried to tell me that, and I completely was ignoring him because I, I, I learned that I don't have all the answers, and it's fine not to have all the answers and not try to fix everything or or convince. Sometimes you just need to shut up, listen, digest, like, and then speak. You know what I mean? So that's what I learned. And, and I had to apologize to him. I went to him and I apologized to him. And, you know, I probably apologized to him maybe four or five times since then about this moment, because that's how hard it hit me. You know, and he's been, you know, going through therapy and he's, you know, super happy kid. You know, like it was something that, thank God, he was uh, comfortable enough to share with us and didn't, you know, battle it 
battled through it on his own. And, you know, we were able to get him the help that he needed and, you know, get him on the right track. But that was the biggest fatherhood failure. That's a big one. That's a big one. Now, now do you think that, like, especially when it comes to, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, mental health, do you think when our kids try to tell us these things and and our initial kind of defensiveness about it or the we don't want to believe it, it's it's almost like – it maybe feels like it's a reflection on, oh, on us. Like, damn, did we fuck up? Did we do something wrong? Cause, cause I've yeah. been going through something similar as well. And, and, and that, that, that initial, like, nah, you're okay. Everything's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Without, no, like, it's all of that. Yeah. It's all of that, man. We don't want to feel inadequate. We don't want to feel like we, we've started something or planted or, God forbid, you know, are a contributing factor to it it also is that you know old school mentality of you know sometimes you know mental health is something that we don't talk about like yeah you're not crazy you're fine you know what i mean like um you know so kind of brushing it off at the same time but um i also you know the more i i learn about it with him um it's not always something that we've contributed to sometimes it's chemical imbalance sometimes you know it's it's other things that we don't have any control over that is not necessarily our doing, but, um, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta show up and be there. Yo, the, the whole shut up and listen thing is something that I, I work on every single day. And yesterday, yeah, yesterday, my daughter comes home, my youngest, she's seven. She comes home from school and I notice, you know how you know your kids, like mm-hmm. when they're slightly off, you pick up on that and you got to find a way to ask the right questions at the right time. Yes. Get the, the truth. And before, back in the day, I would like obsess about trying to get the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, something's Interrogate. off. Yo, yeah. Like, tell me right. what's going on. Why aren't you telling me? Like, I would get start to get heated. Sound like my son. That's what he does. <laughs> he interrogates you? Yeah. <laughs> so so this time I backed off. I'm like, nah, that's, that doesn't work. I got to approach it differently. So I was like, are you okay? Because I noticed. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, going through the motions. And I kind of let her be. And I go check in on her. I'm like, hey, you okay? You need anything? Whatever. And then finally, like, I I sit down. And I'm like, she's doing her homework. And I'm like, are you good? I nibble on her cheek and you need help with your homework. And I'm just approaching it every angle I could. And then she comes out and she's like, today I saw one of my friends in school have a seizure. Now, I was like, Oh man. Like I can imagine how scary that was. You want to, you want to talk about it? And right. she was like, yeah, but I was so worried for him. And you know, she was like, she she didn't start crying, but you could tell like it really it was heavy. Impact, it impacted her, and of course, right? Like kids probably shaking, you know that that whole that violent episode is tough. And I was like, "Did you get a chance to talk to him after?" She's like, "No," and she didn't kind of get the closure. So mm. the kid left because you know he, he had this episode. Right. He left. She didn't see him again. She had no idea what happened to him. Right. And so for her, that was like this big, and I was like. Look, he's gonna be okay, but when you see him again, if if you want to find out what's going on, like I I suggest you don't talk to him about what happened, but just like, you know, just try to be friendly with him and just see how he's Absolutely. doing. But 
don't dig in too much. And then I brought, you know, because, you know, when you're upset, you don't want nobody to talk to you. He's probably embarrassed and he's going through stuff. And she was like, right. oh, and I could feel the relief in her. Mm. Right. But but it's it's the approach. Because that could have easily, Always. she could have shut down and that could have mm-hmm. festered and it could have been this whole other thing. But yo, I'm just learning that shit now at 43. Like this shit, Word. this is not like, oh, I've been knowing this shit. Nah, man. So to, for you to approach. have, for you to have that fundamental like foundation at your crib, for your son to even want to share that heavy stuff, that says something. Yeah, even bro. though you were trying to, you know, correct it, fix it, yeah. <laughs> he was still willing to share it, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, and what's interesting too, though, I will say, like, my 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 younger sons are very vocal about things. Joe is not. Like, my oldest son will, it'll, you got to pry. You got to like, you know, so one one of the times, you know, he, he when he was a senior in high school, he was just kind of like moping around the house in the morning, like real, like just like lull. And, you know, before he left the crib, I was like, yo, man, give me a hug. And he gave me a hug and he just like melted in my arms, bro, and started crying. Oh, shit. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? What's wrong, man? And he was like, you know, he just felt a, a ridiculous amount of pressure on his shoulders from school. Like, he went to this amazing, like, magnet school that you, you know, that you get recruited into. You don't, like, you can't pay to get in. Like, it was it was a really great school. My son is an amazing student. Like, he's all, he's been an honor. He graduated high school in honor. He got a, like... Pretty much a free ride to Drexel. You know, he's got you know great scholarships, great grades. But again, in his mind, he he created all of this. I'm like, who's giving you this pressure? Who's telling you that you got to deliver something that you're not capable of delivering? Who's doing this to you? Because it ain't us. Like, you know, we don't even ask him what his grades are. Like, we right. don't, we, we really don't care. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, you know, it was him. But like you said, like you noticed that that something was off. I could feel it. And I was trying to find an approach. And with Joe, if you ask, he defends. Like, well, nothing's wrong. Like, why are you upset? Like, why are you talking to me? Like, that's his thing. So, like, I I had to find a way to disarm him and, like, get behind those defenses in order to, to, like, get stuff out. So some kids will just straight up tell you, you know, this is what I need or this is what I'm going through. And then some kids, you got to feel it. And you got to find those way to unlock those little, you know, those defenses. That's why presence presence trumps everything. Woo! Everything, because you there's no way you're gonna know how to read the kid. I don't care how many Facetime conversations you have, or right. you know, bleeding moments that you might cross paths with them. Like it's not the same. Nah, man. It's not. And then like the heckle, you know, of getting kids ready in the morning, you know, he's got to get ready to go to one school. My other son's going to a different school. My youngest son's going to another school. They got to get out of the house on a time clock. Nobody wakes up and gets out early, you know. So everything is hectic for me to be able to feel that and react in the moment. Again, it's all presence. It's all about knowing the energy and the flow in your house. And you can only do that when you, you know, you got them dad spidey senses. Yeah. Uh, so so let's jump into uh let's learn a little bit about rap dads and the platform and everything you're doing Word. give us give us a lowdown on that yeah man so rap dads has been something that i've wanted to do i want to say i think i 
I think the the idea was burst, I want to say around 2017. Um, and that was when like the idea came about. And obviously through life and through projects and, you know, all of the things that I'm doing career wise, it never had an opportunity to really present itself. So, you know, last year was the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Um, the year before, I was creative director of UMTV Raps, the relaunch for mm. Paramount Plus. Okay. And so I was excited to um, and was looking forward to that kind of being like my contribution to 50. I'm like, you know, this is going to be, you know, you know, we already, you know, built this 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 brand back up and everyone, you know, the reception was really great. Labels and artists and everyone was calling. They wanted to be a part of it, you know, for for the 50th and Paramount never greenlit another season. Mm, so I'm like, OK, well, what am I going to do for 50? You know, uh -huh. um, and I had started writing the 10 Dad Commandments the year prior um, maybe 2020, 2021, I started writing it and I just, uh, I got all the commandments down, but I didn't like go into the weeds and really like start writing, writing. So during that time, when I knew that Paramount wasn't green lighting, uh, another season of yo, I was like, all right, well then, you know, rap dads, yo, uh, 10 dad commandments has to be what I'm going to put out for, for 50, for my contribution. And I always, you know, trying to find a new angle, a new spin, a new way of presenting, you know, hip hop. So I started writing 10 dad commandments and we were able to release it for father's day. I went on, you know, sway in the morning, the week that it, when it was released and sway and I have been friends and business partners forever. It's like, since I started my career, you know, he was a, a mentor figure to me in early stages of my career. Then we started becoming business partners the more that I kind of climbed up. Um, so, you know, after the I went on Sway in the morning and like the the phone lines lit up and he was like, yo, like, you know, there's there's like 11 people calling to talk about fatherhood. Like, this is hmm. wild. So I left. And he hit me maybe an hour later and was like, yo, man, this that show was amazing. The energy was great. Like, you know, I, we we had fathers on the phone crying, like crying on the phone, like, you know, calling in. He's like, we got to do something. We got to figure something out, you know, whatever. And then, you know, an hour later, he calls me again. And, you know, and he called me three, four times that day. And we talk a lot, but we don't talk that much, you know, so. <laughs> He's like, we got to figure out something to do. And then I, I was like, all right, well, let me let me pitch Rap Dads to Sway and let's see if we can if we can, you know, join forces and do that. And Sway and I have always, you know, he's very like minded. He's always finding new angles to present hip hop. He doesn't want to do what's already been done. He wants to, you know, for example, we we have a show uh, that we're um, that I have a pilot, but we're we're pitching right now. It's about celebrity dogs. Like, you know, it's pretty much cribs. Right. <laughs> but for celebrity pets, like we shot the pilot with CeeLo at his crib and his pet, his dog has like his own room and wardrobes and <laughs> paints and all types right. of stuff. So like, you know, that's the type of stuff that we like to do. So fatherhood, hip hop, you know, when I pitched that to him, it was like, done, no brainer, let's go. And so that was, you know, probably in the summer, we started going into pre-production in the fall and then we start rolling out content January 1st. Dope. The, and it's yeah, where do people where can people watch it right now? So you can go to Sways Universe, his YouTube channel, SwaysUniverse.com, rapdads.com. Um, 
you know, the way we roll it out is we do a video version of the show, which is more to feel like an actual show. So there's segments and little commercials and spotlights and things like that in the midst of the the interview. And then the audio version of it is more podcast. It's more just me interviewing the guests. It's longer form. Those usually run about a half hour, 45 minutes, whereas the, the video version that's on YouTube is roughly 15 to 20 minutes. So that's dope. Your your three episodes in at least what's released. Yep. Are you doing what's your what's your vision for it? Is it seasons? Is it just ongoing? Like how do you how do you think about it? Yeah, at first I wanted it to I was looking, I was thinking of it from a television producer standpoint. I was like, this yeah. is season one. We're doing eight episodes, we're gonna roll it out, blah blah. But um, but now that it's up. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to come down. I think I'm just going to continually, you know, drop. Yeah. yeah keep it rolling. Um, you know, I, I feel like, again, I, I, I think when, when we were in pre-production or in production, we shot, I want to say 11 episodes. So it's not like, you know, you know, we, we can go till probably May and without having to shoot again, even though we're like going to cherry pick certain, certain opportunities. Uh, but the vision for it is definitely rolling it out weekly, you know, continually. But we want to do in-person events. You know, um, we're talking about a big Father's Day event um, with, with a panel of, of fathers and performance and, you know, being at a space and a location and it being for fathers to bring their children. You know, um, I want to do that. I want to to do some philanthropic stuff with it and partner with some some people who are really doing the work for fathers and see how we can, we can help, um, you know, either just amplifying their message and spotlighting their, their nonprofit, but even more so really like lending our brand and our weight to, to help them either it be fundraising or events or, or something like that. I really want uh Dads to be a real force for fathers um, in as many tangible ways, you know, as possible. What, what's been the biggest, like, moment so far in whether it be the book or maybe things you haven't even mentioned, but in and around the space of fatherhood that has provided almost like that battery in your back that you are pursuing a passion that you know is making an impact? Word. So one of... One of those moments was um, I had a, a coworker, uh, you know, she's not hip hop whatsoever. She's a coworker. And I met her husband uh, a couple of times. Great guy. Also not hip hop whatsoever. Right. They had their first child last year. Um, you know, he bought my book. He read it in a week and DM me. And his DM basically said, before I read your book, I was terrified. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how to raise this kid whatsoever. Uh-oh. And, oh, my, can, can you hear me? We can yeah, hear we you. can hear you. Yep. Okay. I was like, uh, I'm gonna, I'll finish this. Vi- video <laughs> malfunction, but it's all good. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll switch out. Let me turn my camera off. <laughs> But yeah, basically he said, you know, now that I've read your book, I know I, I feel like I'm more equipped and I can rock out. And so that was like, you know, a super huge battery in the back because this is somebody that I didn't even write this book for, you know, like 
all the language, the slang, the the you know, I talk about different different fatherhood and parenting styles, and I I, I liken it to Wu Tang and the drunken style and the sword style and the tiger style, like. You know, you would think someone who doesn't really know hip hop, all that would go over their head, but he was able to digest it and and rock with it. Dope. Dope. Now, if give me a sec, I'll switch out my camera real quick. No, all good. We we actually got a dip, but okay, don't worry. Cool. We'll we'll superimpose a, a face for this part. There you go. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, but, and I owe you a do-over with me back on the pod because man, I had a I've had a crazy day today, bro. Listen, bro. Oh, good. It's yeah, we didn't good, make it. Man. I, I was gonna bring you back in, E, but I know you was handling some shit. So, well, we should do a part two one of these days. Yeah, yeah, for please, please. I definitely want to engage more. For sure, it's important. It's important that 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 we network and uh, and we do what we can, you know, collaboratively if we can, because it's it's only going to be positive for everything we're all trying to do. Absolutely, right. I always say like my my competition with 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 rap dads in my show. It's just fatherlessness and ignorance. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not competing with no pod, no show. Like, what are we talking about, man? We're talking right. about fatherhood. Yep, right, hundred percent. Yo, Esteban, man, it was a pleasure um, getting to know you a little bit, and thank you for being so vulnerable and just sharing some some heavy shit here. I'm sure the audience uh, appreciates it. And yo, y'all check out Rap Dads on Sway's Universe, his YouTube channel, or on Sway'sUniverse.com. And the pod is out as well. I'm assuming on all major audio platforms, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Oh, and rapdads.com. Yeah, for that's sure. That's the direct site. Beautiful. For sure. Appreciate all right, my brother. Thank you, Shout man. Shout out to all the rap dads out there. Hey. <laughs> peace, y'all. Peace, peace. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Father to the child.